Hey everybody, I'm Brad Palumbo and welcome to Damage Control, my new podcast where we're going to reclaim the LGBT community from the insane leftists that have taken it over. Every week, I'll be joined by a different person from the right of center LGBT community and my first guest is the one and only Ariel Scarcella. The toxic and divisive ideology and politics coming out of the left-dominated LGBT community right now are not just wrong on their merits, but they're sabotaging the progress we've made. It's on us to speak out and reclaim our public image from these crazy people that have taken over. That's exactly what we do in this episode, where we cover an insane heckler who got triggered by a joke about Dylan Mulvaney, an activist harassing a man for daring to speak up in a protest at a college campus, and DeSantis signing a medical freedom bill that has activists freaking out. Plus, we react to some LGBT cringe from around the internet, mostly TikTok, including perhaps the single most unhinged video I've ever seen. Now buckle up and get ready to do some damage control. Ariel, welcome to the first ever episode of Damage Control. I couldn't imagine a better guest to kick things off with. I'm glad that you that you picked me because there's there's only well you know what I was gonna say there's only a few of us but there are more and more LGBT people speaking out against the against the queer progressives so to speak. Yeah. When I, I say that I know your audience knows what I mean. Yeah, the you know the the far left people that are taking over the community, giving yeah. us all a bad name, going viral for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. People like us need to stand up and and say. That, that's not what we support uh, because I don't want to be lumped in with all the crazy stuff we're about to go over. Exactly. Starting with an incident that happened at a Dallas comedy club recently uh, from a show uh, featuring Chrissy Mayer, I believe it's pronounced Mayer. Who she's is a, a friend of ours, let's, let's be real, right? Yeah, we'll I, know, I only know her a little, but she seems chill. Yeah. Um, but so she was doing a stand-up routine and of course like like in any topic these days dylan mulvaney came up mm -hmm. and she made a dylan mulvaney joke that i actually thought was kind of funny but some people got very triggered apparently let's roll this clip of what went down three and six what like why has it been a year of girlhood and still no tits that's that's day one okay if i'm transitioning to a dude day one i'm getting a cock and i just i'm getting the biggest one you can find like go into the back room get me something black okay i have something to prove here why no tits for dylan i don't understand because he's a man yeah he can go tomorrow uh-oh uh-oh, uh-oh, we have one of those. I figured. No, it's all good. We can all have different beliefs. It's okay. Some of us can believe in reality and some of us can't. This is America, what you have different beliefs. It's all good. It's all good. Binary, we didn't have bisexual, we didn't have as many labels. It was just like, oh, you're not bisexual, you're just fun at parties. <laughs> She's just a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, just like the real Princeton, I've let in some people I shouldn't have. I've let in some people because they were real athletic. You know what I mean? I saw potential. I let in some people just because they were Puerto Rican. They can't all be white, right? You have to be, see yourself represented in the pamphlet, sir. You can't, right? Because you see yourself 
coming here? Her joke was funny. <laughs> the thing about getting a uh, large appendage if she was becoming a man. But I'm also like, why did you go to a comedy show if you were just going to be a snowflake? Especially when she headlined the event. Everyone knows she's conservative. If you couldn't handle a joke about trans people, why would you go to a stand up? I, yeah, I just don't. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's their way of playing the, the victim card again and. and, and... I, they don't. I mean, the, the three the three people that were there didn't look trans. They looked like the typical social justice warrior. They were white fat women. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean, but it's like like I mean, really, that's what, it is. What it is, um, and they they just love being offended on behalf of other people. Like I I know quite a few trans people that are friends of ours that thought that joke was hilarious. Right, because it is. Everybody else has to be offended for them. It's very rarely the actual people from the minority group in question that are offended these days. It's always the like white woke saviors, right? And they're often not actually transgender or any of the things. But I just don't understand this. Like, um, why would you? Did they assume she was liberal because she's a female comic? But like, why would you because go? Because that's to... misogyny, right? Yeah, assuming that all that's... women have to think and act the same way. <laughs> Right. Or um, expecting all women to fall in line. Like that's the actual misogyny. Doesn't but, doesn't surprise me coming from people that are on the far left. But also though, even if the even if you did think that, you should go to a comedy show expecting to be offended. Like right, if you're the kind of person who's triggered and and cusses people out over an idea they don't like, you don't belong at a comedy show. Like this is not the place for you. Comedy should not be anyone's safe space. Any like they should be offending everyone. I, I, if, in fact, I would even say if you couldn't make jokes about trans people, if a stand-up comedian wasn't willing to talk about trans people, that would actually be kind of bigoted because you'd be leaving them out compared to everyone else. Right. Ex exactly. It's exactly true. And I, I mean, I was going to say, I'm one of those people that makes fun of our own people, right? Like all the time I'm making fun of LGBT people. And... I saw a t-shirt recently, just random, this is a random thing, I don't know if you want to put this in the video or not. I saw a t-shirt recently that was making fun of pronouns, and it said my pronouns are uh, the, she, it. And I, I put it on like a little a little thing, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a picture <laughs> with it. Because <laughs> if you look at it, it's like the shit. Ah. <laughs> but either way, my point, my point in showing that is make fun of like yourself. Make fun of your own community. Make fun of the ridiculousness. That's what's going to make you more relatable what's going to make people that aren't quote in quote not minorities accept you more and like you more you're going to feel more relatable to them more the same oh my god wow they you know get shit talked about them too or they are experiencing something similar to me i can relate to them maybe we're not so different after all type of thing yeah, so I actually reached out to Chrissy about this, and she told me that they um, complained to the manager because they said they had a marginalized people with them in their group. 
Uh, and I'm like, okay, so I bet you that person probably thought it was funny, and but they were just trying to signal how brave they were or their signal their allyship. Um, but she also said, uh, like most people, I'm fine with people being trans. One of my YouTube moderators is trans. I had a trans person in one of my improv groups years ago. I love Buck Angel and Blair White. What boils my blood is the culture of pushing it on kids. The left has already taken over all our institutions, but now they want to police our speech in comedy clubs, a place where you literally spend money and time to hear someone else's opinions. And she said that the heckler is really arrogant. And I agree with that because you're trying to shut something down for other people just because you don't like it. No one would have noticed if she if this these people just got up and left. It wasn't for them. Right. But they had to make a scene and signal their virtue. And that's the kind of thing that that people on the far left are doing within the LGBT community. That's just so distasteful to normal people. These people, if they'll never do good if they're not being recorded or if they're not recording themselves doing it. And that says a lot about this generation as well. Cause that's not a, that's not a millennial thing. That's a Gen Z thing. Those people were probably maybe 25, 26, 27 years old, which is technically your age, but you're just not, you're not the typical Gen Zer. No, I'm not. Um, you're not at all, which thank God. Um, it, it just goes to show you how these people are, are, I don't want to say taught to behave, but they're behaving that way and they're being praised in many ways for it. So, of course, they're going to continue doing it, you know, and it, when you're in a, when you're in a friendship or in a relationship, like one of the first things that you ideally that you should do is, you know, reward good behavior. Don't reward bad behavior. You know, be yeah. honest about how you're feeling. But they get they probably get rewarded for this online like wow yes look at you standing up against the bigots and the hate and right right ugh, God. They're, they're getting that which is why they're going to continue to do it it is and i think that ties in with the second story i want to talk about which is um basically this guy i'd never heard of him before this have you heard of billboard chris yes okay so yeah, i hadn't yeah he literally walks around from what i from what i understand he literally walks around with some kind of poster or something usually that with a statement, which is very Steven Crowder esque, if you will. Uh, you know, he didn't invent that, but you know, the change my mind thing, that's pretty much what it is, but on a, on a billboard on himself and he walks around with this statement piece and he gets people's uh, reactions and interviews them. Yeah. So he went to, um, Portland state university, which first off, Portland brave, Mexico. brave man. Brave. <laughs> Uh, he went to um, Portland State University and he just wore a sign that said, children cannot consent to puberty blockers, mm. which I mean, I agree with that statement, but maybe some people disagree. His whole point was to spark a conversation. And this incident goes down where this trans person who was later identified as a faculty member at the university, um, basically uh, almost like not quite attacked him, but harassed at him, screamed at him, grabbed his phone uh, and tried to shout him down. So the person, um, he tried to ride off uh, on their bike and with this person's phone. So the person is Krissa May Kalal, a transgender adjunct professor at Portland State University's geography department. And this person tried to snatch their phone and then get on a bike and ride away with it. Um, because they didn't want them to record and have content from this. And 
basically tried to shut down this person who peacefully came to speak on their campus and just wanted to have conversations with people. Uh, you have and to ask why they're continuously trying to shut down conversations. Like if you're as a, as a far leftist or whatever that trans person believes in it, from their perspective, if it's so, if, if your perspective is so, is, is so intelligent and so thought out and so logical, why are you refusing to be in people's debates and people's videos, right? Or even trying to shut it down for other people. Cause if you don't want to be in it, that's fine. But just keep walking, go about your day. I also want to know what kind of institution of higher learning especially a public college that's bound by the First Amendment, allows its staff to behave like this. Like you should, I'm not one for canceling professors for saying things, but like when you're acting like this and you're trying to shut down free speech, um, you should have a culture as a college uh, of free speech and open debate that doesn't allow your employees to act like this. Like we actually have a video of this person challenging Billboard Chris to a fight. Let's roll that. Oh, do not fucking touch me. Oh. This guy's touching me now. Hey, 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 nobody's touching nobody. Well, first of all, you're running into the room, okay? I'm going to defend myself. Okay. I just want everyone to do not fucking touch me. So is this the estrogen making you happy again? Is that what's going on right now? I do find it funny how Billboard Chris is like, is this the estrogen making you happy? <laughs> While this male uh, trans woman, oh I guess, God. is freaking out in a very masculine and aggro way. In a very it's ma'am way. Yes. I that... love that we can use it's ma'am in a verb now, you know? Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. You're not exactly behaving in a very ladylike manner there. <laughs> If you, one thing I constantly say in my content, in my videos specifically, is if you want to be seen as a woman, act like one. There is, and and that is somewhat of a somewhat of a misogynistic comment because that's that suggests that women should act and be seen a certain way. But the truth is, most of the time we do act a certain way. It doesn't mean we all act the same, but we all act more similarly as women compared to men. You know. And it is a fact that like men commit more violence than women and more mm -hmm. violent crimes and these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so committing violent crimes is not the best way to come off as a woman. As a woman. Um, but it wasn't just this trans faculty member who gave Billboard Chris a hard time over this. There's another clip here of somebody who came up uh, and wanted to give what was a very articulate, I thought, and intelligent response and debate to uh, Chris's argument. Uh, take a listen to this. Is a fucking idiot. You. you want to have a no, I don't want to talk to you. I want you to fucking leave. Okay. Nobody's impressed. You guys fucking suck so bad. Okay. You are the dumbest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. Should we be able to have a conversation no. on the university campus? Yeah. My man. See, you should talk to this guy. No, you should shut the fuck up. You should move to a cave and die. Because you're an idiot. This is a place of learning and you're a stupid motherfucker okay. you should listen here and not talk what's stupid about my position everything like what you're an ignorant hateful little shit so i don't know why you're thing. so insane. tell me one thing that's i'll tell you ten thousand things hey, you here. suck fuck you hey, yeah that's true right there okay. yeah what about the position of your position is you're a fucking idiot my position is i give a shit about everything i'll tell you ten thousand things you suck fuck you people never have a logical explanation they really don't and if they try to create one or fabricate one if you will 
they're instantly debunked, you know? And that's why a lot of the times, and this is going back to like 2015 when I used to tell trans people that did not agree with me on my channel or whatever I was saying on my channel. I used to, I used to invite them on and they would never, they would never um, oblige to it. They would, they would constantly say, no, educate yourself. I'm not, if you want me to be on your channel, you have to pay me. And that was back in 2015. Yeah. I, that's kind of crazy too, because you have hundreds of thousands of subs. So like I by know. hosting someone on your channel, you're giving them a huge benefit. So An actual voice, right? Yeah. Like a raised trans voices. Okay. Even if I disagree with you and I can have a debate with you, let's go. They didn't want to do it. That's crazy. But it's also just telling how like, he's not giving an actual argument. He's not saying, here's why you're wrong. Why I disagree with you. He's saying, F you, get out, shut up, go away. And then he has the gall to say, this is a place of learning. Like you're not the one engaged in learning or debate or conversation here. You're the one shutting it down. Also, maybe I'm stereotyping a little bit here, but this guy definitely isn't trans. Doesn't, I mean, and I guess you can't really know, doesn't seem gay. I think it's a white, straight, save, yeah. savior, ally. Just oh, yeah. again, virtue signaling, if I had to guess. Absolutely. I, I would agree with you on that, 100%. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just interesting because everyone around there is like trying to have a conversation with this guy. And he's overpowering him. And he's trying to sh stop other people from speaking. And I just have yet to see anyone just address his point. Can children consent right. to puberty blockers? What's Nobody, your... I don't think anybody has. I think the, the argument that most trans activists have been making isn't about consent. It's about how it's going to help them in the future. So even then, they're, they're, they're taking the current argument away and making it about something else. Yeah, and I, I look, I have compassion for somebody who's trans and, and a kid and gender confused, but you, I think you have to wait and see if it's persistent and they have to go through their puberty because that's what will resolve it. And maybe they'll just turn out to be gay or lesbian. But when you can't even say that, like for, I, I know having gone to a super far left college that if I had said that statement in my gender studies class, it would have been like, I dropped a bomb. Like that's considered radical now. And it's just crazy because it feels like five minutes ago, everyone would have thought you were crazy if you didn't agree with that basic statement. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, I, I don't know what to say about these people anymore. It, it's just no matter what we do, we can't come, we can't even come close to a common ground anymore. No, we can't. And at least not, but though I will say this, he's, he met other people there that did want to talk and did want to discuss these issues. And that's heartening to see. But I, I also have known when I've gone to college campus, have you gone to college campuses at all recently? Not yet. <laughs> maybe that's something I need to do, honestly. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll go to my, um, my, what is it called? Al Alma mater? Alma mater. Yeah. Alma mater. Maybe I'll go to, uh, to Pratt. And, uh, I mean, that's probably woke central. It's a bunch of, excuse me. It's a bunch of art students waiting <laughs> uh, to be offended over something. So. Yeah, I mean, my college, UMass, was as far left as they come, um, and I would like to go back, but I would probably get protested, but that's fine. But I will say, college students, it's hard to do these videos where you go talk to somebody and you go on campus because a lot of them won't talk to you because they're afraid to say their opinion, which is really sad. I mean, people would come up to me when I was in college and after class and they would say, oh, I agreed with you. Thanks for speaking out. And I'm like, you could have backed me up in there. And they're like, 
oh, well, I don't want everyone to hate me. And I'm like, oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> I can't tell you the number, and I'm sure you know, but the number of people that come up to me at specifically at gay pride events, right? Like I, I was, I remember I went to Rhode Island uh, pride and this is, be this is before I came out as an ex, you know, an ex leftist, so to speak, before I left the left. This is when I was just speaking out against radical trans ideology gender ideology that was like maybe 2016 2017 something like that no actually it was 2018 it was right before i came out and there were at least five or six lesbians and maybe one or two gay men that came up to me secretly so to speak and they were like like as i was walking by them i love your videos <laughs> like one of those things like love you love you don't tell anyone you know and i was i'm like did, did that just happen like and i looked behind like behind me and i saw the person like wink at me but like they stayed with their friends they didn't say you know it's like oh my god all of the hate that we get and all of the hate all all the all of the dogpiling that people that agree with us have been getting over the last six seven years would instantly i would say be cut in half if if everybody that believes in what we say spoke out as well yeah do you i don't know do you get the dms from the influencers uh in the yes. lesbian community or in my case in the gay community who agree with yes. you like there are big youtubers who dm me there's big um tiktokers who dm me and they say they all agree and blah blah yep. blah but they just don't say anything because they're just scared no. and i'm like if enough people kind of came out it would really be more destigmatized to do so but right. as long as they hide in the shadows the most extreme voices will continue to uh, to dominate right what, what's funny is and this is a stereotype but it's generally not generally true but it, it's it's true enough that it'll, that I, it makes me want to comment on it gay men tend to like pretty nice things right yeah. you think they're going to be a socialist like actually for socialism like no no <laughs> They're like the biggest gay TikTokers. There's a bunch of them that are couples. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. You can tell that they love a life of luxury. There's no way in hell they actually believe in what the Democratic Party is preaching right now. No, and I, you know, some of them too, like, maybe I read between the lines or see what I want to see, but there are certain gay YouTubers or TikTokers who I watch their content and I get like low-key conservative vibes or low-key mm -hmm. it's like super subtle because they don't say anything but just the way they respond to certain things or like mm -hmm. it almost the way that people felt i think that you've told me about your content before you kind of were open about your political change they were like starting to get a vibe shift i see that yeah 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 that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah because I, I just i stopped putting up with bullshit and i and i i mean but the thing is it, it wasn't like and i know people are going to say all of a sudden i'm a grifter blah 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 it wasn't at least I don't think I'm a grifter, whatever, let people think what they think. Everybody has a line, right? And the line for me was crossed more than once. And then I finally just had enough. And I was like, I'm just leaving you guys. You keep disrespecting my my sexual orientation or my my moral beliefs or whatever it is. You, It's not making sense to me anymore to be on this side. Everybody has a line that they don't want to be crossed. and since it's going further and further to the left more people's lines are being crossed <laughs> yeah and more people are being like jumping ship you know they're so, just not saying it out loud necessarily so i want to move on and talk about somebody who's very controversial uh especially in the gay community but ron desantis because mm. activists are freaking out over something he just did um and i disagree with some of the things he's done as governor of florida but this one didn't really 
bother me a whole lot. But so he basically just signed a law that says uh, medical professionals and providers will have a conscious based objection based on their sincerely held religious, moral, or ethical belief that they can opt out of participation in, in or payment for any healthcare service on the basis of their conscious-based objection. Uh, they have to give notice to their supervisor. They have to uh, let the patient know before they schedule an appointment. Um, they still have to provide emergency medical care if it's necessary and they still can't discriminate on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. And people are like, oh, it creates a license to discriminate or whatever. My question is, do you really want to be treated by a doctor who objects to you? Like if you're trans and you want gender affirming- I would wanna know. Yeah, gender affirming healthcare. Do you wanna see a Christian doctor who doesn't believe in what you're doing? No, you wanna see somebody who aligns with your beliefs. So what's it a problem for you if they opt out of treating you? I agree with that. It's it's similar to the the cake baking case years ago. I'm- I wouldn't want to give that person my business anyway. So I'm happy to know if somebody doesn't align with my morals or values or whatever you want to call it. Like, I I think that's a good thing that we can give our business to people that we feel are just like, I mean, a lot of the things that like people like, you know, Ben Shapiro and Daily Wire are doing when they, when they're not happy with how other people are doing it or how other companies are doing it, they go ahead and make their own. Yeah. You know, or they, or they just, again, jump ship and they're, they're saying, oh, we're not going to support Bud Light anymore. Or we're not going to support this company anymore. It's not necessarily a boycott. It's just, why does this company deserve my money? Nobody deserves your money. Nobody, nobody is entitled to your money, rather. You yeah. Know? And also, you, you have to support the rights for other people to do, what, for their beliefs, what you want for your own. So my thing with the cake mm-hmm. baker, and I think this is similar to the cake baker, although obviously healthcare is more consequential than, than cake. Um, but my thing was, if I ran a cake shop and somebody wanted to come in and, and have anti-gay Bible verses or a cake for a conversion celebration, right. I would or want a Nazi the, symbol on the cake. Right? Yeah, I would want the, well, Nazi's a little different, but I would want the ability to tell them, get out. But yet religion is a protected class. So I would mm-hmm. be discriminating against their religion by the same logic that people use to say he has to bake the cake. So if right. you really can't have it both ways. Like you have right. to have the right for yourself uh, that you want for, for other people. Right. I see what you're saying. I know. I, I didn't know where you were going with that. But yes, Nazi is different because it's not about religion. The other thing, too, it's like I wish they could just respond to stuff, even if you disagree with this. I wish they could just respond to stuff in like a normal way and say like, hey, I don't agree with this. This this could be harmful, blah, blah, blah. But they, they always have to melt down. Like you, you and I talked about this before, but they're now saying Florida is like dangerous for LGBT people to go to. Like the activist group Equality Florida warned it was a danger and stay away. And it's like even if you disagree with these things, all right, let's debate it. Let's have a conversation. But why do they always have to go all Handmaid's Tale and their rhetoric and act like it's the end of the world when the world. I'm not moving to Florida? But it's not going to really affect that many people, this kind of thing. It really doesn't. I often drive between because now I have a place in Miami and my mom is in Orlando. So I often drive between the two. Right now I'm in New York, obviously, because it's summertime. But I often drive between the two, so I'll stop at rest stops. And I was just there maybe a week and a half ago before I came back to New York. And I saw two seemingly a straight couple, an older couple, maybe in their 50s, 60s. 
wearing uh, what was the shirt that says uh, DeSantis something something is anti-gay or whatever it was or don't say don't say I think it said don't say DeSantis I think is what it said I think it said don't say instead of saying don't say gay it said don't say DeSantis and I was tired I didn't want to talk to them but I really wanted to be like listen I'm gay and I like Ron DeSantis like maybe you should think about it this way but I wasn't just gonna sit there and have a conversation with them at this crappy rest stop <laughs> You know, I just wanted my Nathan's hot dog and I wanted to get out of there. But it's it, it really is migrating to, it's not just young Gen Zers anymore, right? It's older generations being lied to or being taken, taken advantage of uh, as well. And yeah. it's upsetting to see. Yeah, I do like DeSantis on some things. On some things I do disagree with him, but it's really not the LGBT things. <laughs> Funny enough, um, I yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see uh, where this all goes down in Florida. If because it's like at the same time that you you have all these news stories about how it's anti LGBT policies or whatever, it's also like one of the gay capitals of of America, right? There's so many gay people, so many gay pride events, so many like yep. heavily gay neighborhoods and cities, and they they don't. All these people, a lot of them probably like like the Instagram posts about how terrible DeSantis is. Then they go about their life in Miami and party and go to the gay bar and like nothing actually changed for them. And I wonder if they don't see the cognitive dissidence there. No, they don't. Just like just like Don Lemon came in and vacationed in Florida. Uh, St. Pete. Did he has... really? Yeah, you don't remember that? No, when I don't COVID know this. Happening? Yeah, when COVID was happening, they were all talking shit, and then they came to Florida to vacation. Um, St. Pete and St. Pete has the biggest, I, I believe the biggest pride parade in the Southeast, you know, besides like, obviously New York is Northeast and you know, like LA, but in the Southeast, I'm pretty sure St. Petersburg, Florida has the biggest pride parade. Miami's a, sec a close second. And I have a friend, I don't want to name names, but I have a friend that works for Ron DeSantis in Tallahassee right now. And she's a lesbian. And she has her rainbow flag right here on her desk, and then she has her gay flag, uh, rainbow flag, and then her, you know, American flag right there on her desk. And he doesn't say anything. He doesn't care. I, just like Trump, I don't, genuinely don't think either of them care, for the most part. I think it's the radicalness that they care about, which is what most of Americans at this point are are in disagreement with. You know, even even people like you and I, who traditionally, or not traditionally, but historically, were were at least me, we're historically on at least a little bit more far left until they started going crazy, right? We were definitely more on the Democratic side of things, like JFK type of Democrats. I was anyway. I wasn't, but I feel like if I'd been born in the 90s, I would have been. Well, I was born, but late in the 90s. If I'd been an adult in the 90s, I feel like I would have been a center left liberal. But I mm -hmm. feel like the world has just changed so much. It has. Yeah, it has. So speaking of things that don't make any sense... <laughs> We're going to uh, go into uh, it's just some LGBT cringe, Frank. There's no other way to put it, but just this stuff that's constantly bombarded on TikTok and Instagram. And um, I constantly see uh, people basically, they're just giving us a bad name, uh, the LGBT yes. community, by saying things that don't make any sense and are absurd and are off-putting to normal people. Um, this first one is a TikTok from It Gets Better, the organization. Uh, saying that lesbian doesn't mean woman. Uh, take a look at, at this.
There's a misconception that lesbian means a woman who loves other women. Um, and actually the definition is non-men who are attracted to and love other non-men. Throughout history, there have always been gender non-conforming lesbians. Um, and it's interesting to see nowadays that there are some folks who kind of try to gatekeep that identity and only include folks who identify as women. Um, when that's not what being lesbian is all about. There are trans men who identified as a lesbian for many, many years and still feel comfortable in that community and that identity. <laughs> <laughs> there are non-binary folks of all kinds who identify as lesbians. There's just, there's like a zillion. First of all, it's disgusting to call lesbians non-men. <laughs> That's so sexist. That's so sexist. It, 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 it assumes that men are like on the top and or, or are the most important. And then everybody else is non-men. Everybody else, doesn't matter. Men? But you know what? And it, it And it's being... That statement is literally being shown in a lot of facilities right now. You will very rarely see a women's only restroom or a women's only changing room and then all genders. What you will see is a men only place and then for all genders. Hmm. You will never see the men, the men's space being taken over or being considered you know for everybody it's always the women's only space so this is pun intended this i just find it hilarious how she's like how dare you try to gatekeep lesbians to only women and i'm like what and this is from the it gets better campaign that's this what bothered campaign, me this campaign you i mean they, they reposted this video right but this campaign used to be a really really good not-for-profit organization i used to be friendly with the guy who created this, Dan Savage, who is now, I, I'm assuming, a very far leftist, and we have a lot of disagreements. He unfollowed me a while ago when I said that I was pro-Trump, um, and like the, proceeded to talk shit about me on Twitter, which is hilarious because the whole it, it gets better campaign is about like not being bullied when you're older. <laughs> like I can't, <laughs> you can't make this up, right? But the fact that the it gets better campaign, which is about when you're in high school or junior high school and you're being bullied for being LGBT, the whole concept of the campaign was it will get better. It gets better when you get older. But now you're telling us that who we are is no longer valid because we're gatekeeping. That's not, doesn't sound like it got better to me. Sounds like it got worse. No. It sounds like it got worse. It sounds like it doesn't make any sense. No, I agree completely. I remember seeing those, those commercials and like it gets better and it would show you those were really impactful and they probably they helped a lot of young people but now it's like every one of these legacy institutions that was so important in the fight for gay right gay rights is being co-opted by these woke the people project as well yes yeah. that are undermining everything that it means so so now this person in this video is saying that a lesbian isn't a woman who's attracted to other females like same-sex attraction it's none of that and so you're undercutting the very essence of the identity you fought for for a long time to help preserve and uphold and i just don't know how that kind of thing gets signed off on like who are the adults in charge that are letting these crazy people take over the LGBT institutions and do so much damage? Because if that, if what we just watched is the face of the LGBT community, tolerance and acceptance is going to plummet. It already has, right? It already has, and it, and it, it will continue to be that way. And I know people might get on me for making fun of this person a little bit. Not, I'm not making fun of their looks. I'm making fun of the fact that they look similar to everyone else that talks about 
these types of issues. They all they're do always, look the same. They literally, all, they always have big glasses, face piercings. They're always, like 99% of the time, they're white, they're overweight, and they have short hair. And they're females. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So it's like, bitch. Uh. I just, I can't. I really can't. This one was exhausting, and that one made me angry. But uh, let's let's look at this other one that just made me feel sad for this person because some of this stuff is catching on with people who are truly, clearly unwell, and that's where I think the second one uh, falls into the category. Happy Pride, everybody! I already mentioned this in my story, but um, I've added a new set of pronouns to the pronouns that I'm comfortable being called. I've been sitting on Faye Fair Fair's pronouns for a while and honestly kind of psyching myself out about it. I'm like, oh, do I really want to like change this again? And then I like realized I was like, who cares? Like if I decide that I don't like them, I can just stop using them. Who is going to know? Like, okay, let's be real. Reality check. How many people in your woke circle even are going to remember to call you Faye 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 whatever fairs? God help us. Because I, like, the world is not going to see you that way. Even your woke friends are not going to remember 100% of the time to see you that way. You don't even know if you want to be called that 100% of the time. <laughs> There's no consistency. Again, big glasses, short hair, overweight, nose ring. <laughs> every time. Almost every time. Like, this is, like, not an exaggeration. You know, I... I, I think I, I tweeted the other day, it was something, I don't remember what it said. It was something about the number of neo, pro, the more number of neo pronouns you have in your bio, the more money your dad makes or something. <laughs> and it's true, like, this is the epitome of actual privilege. Like, these people have so much time on their hands that they come up with a million identities to oppress themselves. Yes, and the thing is, it's goofy and it's dumb, but it's also harmful because you're trying to conflate the fact that you identify as f Tinkerbell. <laughs> Faye Literally, with, with somebody that wants to kill themselves because they feel at, at, un, like at very, uh, they're very uncomfortable or whatever in their body. Yes. Like actual a, transsexualism. An actual person with gender dysphoria or an right. actual gay or lesbian person and right. the identities that are, you know, nobody chooses. They're, they are not a fad. Uh, they have to, for a long time, it was very difficult. People struggled to come to acceptance with and they finally gained societal acceptance. And now you're trying to I, tack on Tinkerbell pronouns. Right. I take I take real issue with that as Same. because people aren't good at nuance. So unfortunately, most people in the public, when they see that posted to libs of TikTok and gets millions of views um, mm. and they see it, they, they think, oh, this is the LGBT community. They think black and white, all or nothing. That's just how humans are. It's unfortunate. Right. And right. so. If they are forced to choose between people can identify, grown adults can identify as Tinkerbell or rejecting all of it, <laughs> they're probably gonna. A lot of them are gonna reject yeah. all of it, and so a lot of them. A lot of them talk about the slippery slope argument, and and it's it's for the most part, it's it's true in this case. It's gotten to be way too much. Oh, I wonder what's next, like because a lot of these would have been really good Babylon B parodies like a year or two ago, but now they're just actually reality. true. <laughs> so how do you even guess what's coming next? I just don't know. I make a joke about this all the time, but I say the worse it gets for us, the better it gets for us kind of, because we have more content to make. 
Yeah. Like job security, basically. It's, it is paradoxical like that, but also it, we it need is. to make content about it because I think people like Blair White, people like you, to a lesser extent, people like myself, it's like we give a good name to these identities that people can say, oh, that's a normal person or that's a person with American values, right? Right. Oh, I, I think because it's, I, I heard this phrase once that I really liked with that it's, it's hard to hate from up close. And I think a lot of people that still have homophobia or really hate all trans people or, and uh, thankfully these, these beliefs are far less common, but a lot of them right. don't actually know any of them. Right. And if you get to right. know well, they someone, see these crazy videos online, and yes, assume that they're crazy, which I won't, I don't blame them. But so we need right. to provide them with alternatives of people online right. who aren't crazy, who are these identities, but are normal and have values they can understand because instead what they see on TV is people like this last story. And this one, I, I've watched it like multiple times and I can't stop laughing, but it's actually really disturbing. So a pro-trans activist delivered a blood-curdling scream at a San Francisco Board of Supervisors meeting. So basically, San Francisco is pretty far left, you think, their government, right? But yes. this person uh, went to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors meeting recently um, to protest them because they're not left wing enough because they're upset about a transgender person who was recently killed while trying to steal from a local Walgreens. And I, I don't know any uh, anything about that case, so I don't want to get into the details of this. But a speaker named Leah McGeever spoke uh, at this meeting, and it's honestly the the most unhinged thing I've ever seen. And I'm just going to play it for you because I don't know how to describe it. I don't have any words prepared today. I just want you to feel our pain. I don't know if you can at this point based off your policy choices, but I have to pretend you have some form of empathy left. So I am going to spend the next minute screaming because that is what is going on in here. That is what the trans genocide in this country, in this city, has brought me to. there but did you notice the mask at the beginning she's still wearing a mask of course they are <laughs> of course there are people in new york city that are still wearing masks i saw somebody yesterday riding their bike with a mask on bro still outside outside 70 degrees 75 degrees sunny beautiful day with a, with and it wasn't even the, K, the k95 the n95 it was the stupid blue one that not that everyone knows that doesn't do shit <laughs> oh I, I just wanted to slap the person off there. You know what I want to do? You know when you're a kid and you want to bully somebody, you throw a stick in between their bike so they fall. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, so I just have to say, like, the childishness 
of this, you're going to go to an event and speak to your elected officials and not make any argument, not make any policy points, but just scream. <laughs> it's like a toddler's temper tantrum. It, it, it's literally a temper tantrum. It's something, it's something a five-year-old does when they don't get their way. It's also like not a good look for I'm guessing this person is a they, them, or a gender queer, or would call themselves trans, right. whatever it is, you are not, that is what people are seeing on Fox News, right? And they're thinking the LGBTs are crazy. Thankfully, I think most sane LGBT people would think this person's nuts, but it's like, right. not in our name are you going to be acting like a clown up there, acting right. like a buffoon, screaming and throwing a temper tantrum, and acting like that's how we act. That's not how any of us act, because we're adults. We're not little children and toddlers. And you, again, again, it, it, it hits home with the point we made before at the beginning of the podcast. These people, if they had anything logical to say, why aren't they saying it now? Like you, you, with with Billboard Chris, he's giving the person the mic. Here, let's like let's hear what you have to say. This person, they literally have the whole, the attention of the whole uh, the committee or whatever it is, and they still have nothing of value to say. Yeah, and that and that alone says everything. And I actually have good news though, because this person referenced a trans genocide and you hear this talking point a lot that trans people are being murdered in mass and if true that would be horrible but the good news is that that's not true the statistics do not support the idea that they're being murdered more regularly than everyone else so i have this here the general u.s murder rate was six per 100,000 in 2021 um 32 trans people killed in 2022 is what we have for statistics relative to a population that's estimated at 1.6 million, that comes out to about two per 100,000. So even if um, you extrapolate that data out, because that was incomplete data for 2022, you have a most three to four trans people per 100,000 were killed in the year of 2022. That's below the average. There's not a trans murder epidemic. They are right. slightly less likely than anyone else to be murdered. How can they just keep repeating stuff like they this? They just keep lying. That's they just, just keep lying. True. And people, they, they lie and they lie and they lie and people don't want to correct them because they don't want to be called bigots. It's, it's literal, it's bully, it, it's, it's the new way of bullying. It really is. Like if you don't believe what I have to say, I don't care what you think, I'm gonna call you this and people are gonna believe you. They're gonna, are gonna believe me rather. Yeah, it's sad. And, it, and it's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. People have gotten fired from their jobs for, for this sort of thing. All right, Ariel, that is all the crazy insanity that I have that I can honestly stomach in one day without getting nauseous. So thank you so much for joining me on the first ever episode of Damage Control. Thank you guys so much for watching the first episode of Damage Control. If you enjoyed this, hit that like button. Be sure to subscribe. Come back here next Saturday for the next episode. And also you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Remember, this show is brought to you by Base Politics, and I'll see you all next week.